0: Hello. All right. I think that's how we normally start, isn't it? That's <laughs> normally how it goes. <laughs> how are you doing, Tom? Um, I don't know. I'm feeling surprisingly optimistic and all right at the moment, which is, you know, okay, I'm, not, I'm yeah. not used to having that feeling as much over <laughs> sort of just over a year.
1: How are you? Yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah, I've got a cup of tea. Yeah,
0: lovely. Lovely stuff. Oh, you've come prepared. I should have had a cup of tea. I've... I have... Oh, mate. I haven't got any, like, implements around me. I've got you Rob that's all enough.
1: Right. That is more than enough to keep you warm Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I was um I was as as
0: I, I have sp- spoken to you about personally but to inform the listeners I've been like going back through all of the crap I've recorded for the past sort of like I think it's going back to about 2013 2014. So okay. I've got so many files from when we we've, we've recorded things like this. I've got so many unedited men with two brains files um (laughs) so i was just dishing through this stuff we've done fucking loads of these man how many
1: have we done now this will be let's have a little look oh no where's my phone there it is um (laughs) let's have a look on my podcatcher how many we've done so well you're a bit obsessed with what series we're on i am yeah yeah So, is this the start of a new series you reckon tom
0: well i was actually giving this some thought earlier and i think because we did one i know we've done at least one of these during our various lockdowns haven't we
1: not we camp. did one, yeah. So we did one on the tenth of July. Well, it came out on the tenth of July, which was the Memory Two Brains lockdown episode. Okay, so I think this is
0: our lockdown two special, right? So this lockdown is Lockdown Two special, okay, yeah. So it's not a series, it's sort of it stands apart on its own, right? So
1: <laughs> yeah, ex- yeah, okay, it's like <laughs> a special. Well what when do you reckon the first one was put out, Tom? When do you I'm reckon gonna, the first episode of Memory Two Brains?
0: I'm gonna guess around twenty fifteen.
1: March, no, yet yeah, March 22nd, 2016. Oh, really?
0: 2016? Good year, from what I remember. That was uh, <laughs> yeah. a lot of positive things happening that year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: just counting how many more episodes. 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, <laughs> 39, 40, 41. So this will be the 42nd episode. And it's
0: that kind of content that keeps people coming back and back yeah, well, no, right? out loud, <laughs> something we could have could have found out the answer to before we started.
1: <laughs> well, it's your fault because it, cause it, it comes up fault. with series two, episode something, instead of it just being episode 40, whatever, because you, you're adamant that we do it as series and, and all this.
0: That's because I want us to be proper, man. I think like that's how we get the respect of the broadcasting industry, is to like, yeah, this will be have a... our series nicely delineated, you know? <laughs>
1: this will be a TV show soon, right? Oh, definitely. That's yeah, yeah, happened. yeah. I mean,
0: yeah. this is pretty much what TV's like now anyway, isn't it? Like, Yeah. If anyone's listening to this, they're just getting the audio, <laughs> but other than that, it's just a video chat.
1: Yeah. I've definitely, like, one thing that lockdown has taught us is that t- television directors are really important because people cannot frame their webcams and stuff properly
0: no no it's just i think i remember seeing one of the like specials the bbc did early on in one of the first lockdowns and they were just people were just making no effort at all there was one like quite popular <laughs> comedian that i just thought like you've not even bothered you've literally phoned this in come on you're being paid <laughs> <laughs> so that was definitely not one of my highlights of last year rob uh oh, to sort no. of bring us into this um before we get started how how are we going to approach tangents in this episode of the episode of
1: the podcast B- pure, tangent. pure tangent just give this if you get a tangent just go <laughs> on it good i'm not going to fence you in this is jad's podcasting i've got a cat on my
0: desk as well now she's
1: uh well we'll see oh yeah i can see we'll see how that goes. um i
0: listen the reason i mentioned tangents what i was going to mention then is i found an old episode of this that we'd recorded with liam sullivan now will help me uh where i was talking about being turned on by a green fire engine no memory of that whatsoever so <laughs> no yep,
1: yeah, no memory of that whatsoever Yep. Yeah. so
0: rob <laughs> why have we decided to do one now what do you want to do
1: well well, we wanted to talk about because normally we've—I think the last few years we've done like a little yearly roundup at the beginning of the year. Um, obviously, last year wasn't particularly the best year, nope. but we want to talk about the good, the good stuff that we did and discovered, or watched and listened to, and saw and sung. <laughs> i don't know, <laughs> I don't know what else—and danced and you know just the just the, the the cool stuff yeah. that happened there. So oh, it's the good
0: stuff of 2020, Mandalorian, yeah. thank you very much, goodbye, that's it. There we are, yeah, yeah. cheers, <laughs> see you later, that's the end of the episode.
1: <laughs> no, I, li- I like this idea, because
0: there was, you know, um, obviously a lot of shit over 2020, but it- I think there was some good stuff as well, agree?
1: Yeah. Cool, cool.
0: <laughs> Where do you want to start, have you made a list?
1: I, th- I made a-, a rough list, I think Mandalorian's probably a good place to start, because we were obviously going to talk mm. about that. Yeah. Definitely,
0: definitely. I think we've probably spoken about it before, haven't we? But not the second series. I think the last time we would have spoken about it was the first
1: one. Yeah, I don't know if we spoke about it on the proper podcast. I think we might have only spoken about it on the live stream, so I don't think we... Ah,
0: okay, okay.
1: So, how how did you find that second series, Rob? I thought it was equally as good. Maybe slightly not as good, but I don't know. I... But it was still up there, still... You know, it wasn't. It yeah. was good, very good. Mandalor the Mandalorian in general is very, very good. It is. It is quality, isn't it? I mean, I think
0: the second series I was a little bit worried about when it first started um, because I was a bit worried that they were going to start like uh, tying it into all these big, complicated sort of um, extended universe stuff. Like when he finds the clones early on in the series, I thought, well, oh shit, that's going to be Palpatine, and now this is going to get caught up into all this crap that's, you know, I just want to focus on Mando and the baby, really. But yeah. But seemed like they avoided falling into that, and, yeah, I mean, that finale, though, Jesus, do you want to jump straight <laughs> into talking about that? Yeah,
1: are we going to... Spoilers? Are we spoilering?
0: I think we're going to have to, aren't we? I think, yeah, there's no way to discuss that second series without without... Yeah, me.
1: fair enough, yeah. I think. Okay, if you're listening and you want to see The Mandalorian and care about spoilers pause the podcast go and watch all of the mandalorian then restart the podcast
0: that's right (laughs) (laughs) just leave it on pause for a week and then come back yeah um yeah because that was i mean the whole way through that second series i was kind of hoping for that i don't know about you but i'd heard rumors about a big cameo coming so that was you know my blood was up for that (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I saw. Uh, yeah, well, I thought there would be something similar. I didn't realise it would be Luke. But then, as soon as the X wing, as soon as that X wing appeared in that last episode, I was like, well, it's it's got to be Luke Skywalker. Like, and then you saw like a hooded figure, and I was like, well, that's definitely Luke Skywalker. <laughs> and then yeah. the green lightsaber, and then yeah. You know.
0: I kind of I I didn't let myself believe until quite far into that until I saw the lightsaber. I was like, yes, I can relax. (laughs) I'm going to get a lovely bit of Luke. because I thought (laughs) there's still a chance that they're going to like you know just slap me in the face with some EU character that I've never heard of instead of my (laughs) my (laughs) beloved Luke Skywalker. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean Disney Plus in general, right? That was a that was a a big high point of. 2020 because it it sort of started just as we were going into lockdown didn't it that's when they yeah well it was it, it, it
1: didn't it like come out in america like in november 2019 right mm. and then um then it like uh came out over here in like just after lockdown started mm. have you um have you watched much else on there other than the mandalorian i've watched um a few films so i watched like some of the marvel stuff that i'd seen already i've watched um uh, some of the Disney films. I watched the the live action version of Aladdin. What's that like? Bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, bad's probably wrong. It just doesn't work. It just doesn't work.
0: I don't. I do any of them. I don't know. I've not. I've, well, i saying that I've not actually watched any of the live action remakes. Have you seen it? Have you seen
1: many more than Aladdin? No, I think I've only watched. I know, I saw a bit of the Beauty and the Beast one when it was on like TV over, over like, Christmas a couple of years ago. Right. Like, it just didn't just didn't work. It just doesn't work. No. no. It's so I, weird. It, it, it does seem like a really
0: strange thing to have done. Do you know what I mean? Like, Disney have... Mm. I, I think I remember reading that they have this, like, really strict release cycle for their films. So they'll re-release... Um, they have their, their, like, classic films on a calendar where up until recently they were getting re-released every seven years, whether that's with, yeah. like, a new version or just a new... Format or something like that so yeah it seems like they've taken that and they've now changed
1: that to be they're just remaking the films but i don't know i mean don't they like put stuff in in the vault as well so isn't there like times where there's certain properties they don't do anything with mm. and then they yeah which is interesting
0: yeah they're a funny company aren't they how do you feel about disney now sort of owning everything
1: <laughs> it's a bit like i, I remember when like they sort of bought Fox or whatever major big corporation, you know, like, and everyone was like, oh, it's really good because I'll be able to put, like, the X-Men in the, uh... And it's like, well, yeah, but, like, it's not good that one company is going to literally own every, like, intellectual property. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. it might be cool that we might get the X-Men in an Avengers film or something. Yeah, yeah, cool. But, like, what it, like, what it actually means <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Try, yeah. <laughs> try, Try and just look beyond Wolverine for a second. <laughs> and think about the idea of a monopoly <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i mean they what about you what have you uh, watched on uh disney i kind of dip in and
0: out of it um i think last year i watched one of the first things i watched on there was that imagineering story have you seen that which is the story oh i've not watched it yeah, yeah. oh man it's well for me it's like fucking candy you know because it's the story of the <laughs> disney parks basically and how they kind of put those together so oh yeah a lot of stuff about animatronics and engineering the rides and you know showing off like all the weird and wonderful disney parks across the, across the world but yeah that is let's see tom barrett
1: porn tom barrett porn. exactly exactly mate yeah <laughs> last year was the
0: first year in about three years that i hadn't i haven't been to a disney park
1: oh yeah <laughs> You you did go to a Disney park last week, did you? Oh, shit, I did, didn't I? Yeah, I did! (laughs) Because I remember there was a bit of a scare right at the beginning of Lockdown, because yeah <laughs> like you'd been to disney in paris and then right. there was an outbreak there and we were all a bit like oh shit because i'd seen you as yeah. it almost a year ago because it was right near my birthday because i saw you on my birthday and then afterwards we were all a bit like oh shit as tom that's right given us the plague I,
0: I immediately came to visit you after i'd come from from disneyland paris. <laughs> didn't see any other of my from friends a hot, hot zone just yet. I Just I hotboxed myself <laughs> in an oxygen ch- tent just to keep it. Didn't change my clothes. Didn't wash. Just came straight to see you and give you a nice good lick. That's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't wonder why you were like
1: tongue kissing me on my birthday. That's right, did, yeah, uh, yeah,
0: yeah. With a Disney doll. Think now. of that. That would
1: almost be a year ago. It's it's my birthday on Is Saturday. Is it really? Oh man! Happy birthday to Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel um. Like uh, I've like um, the hubris has caught up with me because I was like, oh, thank God my birthday! I just missed lockdown on my birthday because it was like right, oh, yeah. right before we locked down, and now it's gone. Fate has gone. No, you will have a birthday in lockdown.
0: Well, my my wife had her birthday at the weekend, so we had a lockdown birthday. But you
1: know, it was it was
0: we made the most of it. I, I made her a cake, and I think she liked it because the <laughs> the review she gave me, her description of the cake was a two
1: wank cake. Which I was. (laughs) That could be good or bad, though, couldn't it? Because if you describe something as wank, it doesn't necessarily mean. Well, what I'll do is I'll. So she said that after she performed a particular movement that
0: described her. her Oh, my God, okay. Okay, so I'll mime it for you first, and then I'll describe for the listeners what she did. She did this. (laughs) So she raised her fists in the air, and she vigorously moved them back and forth as if. Uh, performing a wank,
1: <laughs> and then
0: <laughs> slapped down her fork and said, "That is a two wank cake."
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she should be on MasterChef, she right, or Bake Off. Like, oh, you know, yeah, uh, or yeah, bake yeah, Off, yeah. <laughs> that is a two wank cake. It should be the the tagline of Bake Off. Yeah, really. Can you imagine that's better than a Hollywood it's handshake. Than, yeah, but it's too better than a Hollywood handshake. <laughs> <laughs> Do you imagine Mary Berry saying that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess all I can imagine. Isn't it called skiing? Wanking off two people at the same time? I think
0: so, yeah. Down, the downhill racer, uh... I've heard it referred to, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> well, that seems like a successful birthday. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, was, it was a good cake, don't get me wrong. Victoria sponge. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to get a, a a two-wank cake for my birthday. I think it might be a one wank, maybe one and a half a at half best. Wank. Which half though? Well, the last half. Surely that is the that's that's the best half yeah, of a wank. That's the half you want,
0: <laughs> isn't it? You know, you... you
1: don't want the first half of a wank. That's just.
0: I think, if I'm honest, a, a, a wank is a bit like a mattress. You can't cut it in half and retain the the like <laughs> any semblance <laughs> of what it what it
1: was. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm glad I've, I'm glad I've vocalized <laughs> that. That's a line I've been mucking around with in the back of my head for years, describing something <laughs> as a bit like a mattress. Oh, I'll make a note of that.
1: Well, there we go. <laughs> All those gigs we, we'll oh, be oh, doing.
0: Man. I've got to say, and I, I know we're just focusing on the good stuff here, but gigging, I think, is what I, I am starting to miss the most now. I, I just want to be, yeah, in a room. Getting the adoration of strangers or people that you know, <laughs> which is more more than often off the, I, Yeah,
1: I, I would beg for. I would. I'm missing the uh, total indifference of strangers. I think that's uh, that's more like what's representative yeah. of a gig.
0: Yeah, that's it. I'm just getting. I've got the roast tinted glasses on at the moment. I'm just imagining like the best gigs we ever did, rather than <laughs>
1: <much> <laughs> of <the shit> <laughs> Have you seen much like online comedy over the? I don't know how much like crossover we've got from the last episode that we recorded in um, lockdown, but we yeah, don't remember if we spoke about this. But have you watched much like like online sort of streaming? I watched sort of a comedy?
0: bit, yeah. And I think I, I think most of what I've seen is after the last one that we did. So I have watched a few online gigs. One of them I know that we both saw, which was the James Acaster gig, "Hold Design and Help me My- Hate Myself" nineteen ninety nine.
1: Yeah, but that was sort of recorded. Before wasn't it? It wasn't like someone doing yeah. it live. It was James A. show recorded and then broadcast. I've live. seen
0: I've seen a couple of actual live streams. Um I saw a excuse me. I saw a Daniel Kitson one that I really, really liked. Um so he was doing um like quite a cool thing. Like he booked a national tour. So he would go to all these venues, but obviously there wouldn't be an audience there, it would just be him. Um, like on his own in the in the venue. So the one I saw was at the um, Union Chapel. Um, so oh, he yeah, would like yeah. set up with the camera facing the the empty venue, so all these empty seats behind him, and would just talk straight to the camera. That I really enjoyed that. Um, I saw yeah. a live stream from Tim Key as well, which was it was good, but like Tim Key is so much about playing off the audience that it yeah. really felt like there was that core element missing of it you know but it was still enjoyable
1: how about you have you seen much like online stream stuff not really the idea doesn't appeal to me very much to be honest yeah. um like that james acaster one was really good because it was just like watching you know like it was the proper recording like when you buy a dvd or yeah. watch something on netflix it was just like exactly. watching that really but um i don't know there's something about like the energy of, of like watching a live act in front of people is what's good about comedy it is,
0: I think. isn't it it's like it, so much of comedy is about it being in the moment and even i i even struggle to watch like any pre-recorded gig now not just the live stream ones like dvds or stuff on netflix i don't i don't get any near anywhere near the amount of satisfaction out of them as i do as seeing, seeing people live it's just not the same you know um yeah. what about music have you seen any live stream bands
1: no, again, I haven't. No, have I've... you watched any? Or, um, or did you watch the Mogwai? Yes, what? Was it Mogwai so, um,
0: you I've seen a couple. So, Mogwai yeah. was a bit like the A Caster one in that it was a pre recorded gig, um, but still very, very good. And that was my introduction to Mogwai. I'd never heard their stuff before that.
1: That surprises me. I think you would have, like, they're one of those bands I would have assumed you'd be all over. Somehow I just missed Mogwai. them.
0: I am now. I really, really enjoyed that. Um, it was yeah, they're amazing, titles aren't they? That really won me over. Have you heard? <laughs> on their latest album
1: they've got loads of good song titles i haven't seen their latest number it, one isn't it got to number it one number didn't one, it, yeah,
0: album, yeah. <laughs> on friday when it dropped on spotify um my soph had like she was just streaming it all day on spotify with the volume down it's just like, <laughs> but um one of the songs on the new album is called to the bin my friend for tonight we vacate earth and when that song title came up i was like yeah, <laughs> you have my
1: attention <laughs> this is my sort of band I think they've got some. There's loads of like good song names. I'm just going onto their Wikipedia to find some good Mogwai song names now. Give me your that discography. There quite a good uh, is.
0: quiz to do at some point, like w- whether it's a real Mogwai song title or not. Yeah, a real
1: yeah, real Mogwai song. May nothing but happiness come through your door. Yeah, a yeah that's a good song. Christmas steps. That's one of my favourite songs. Oh, those aren't good. Stanley Standard. Kubrick. Have you gone back and like de- discovered uh, their catalog? I've had
0: it on in the background, but um, it was it was only quite recently that I saw that, so I haven't fully dug into it yet, but I'm intending to um another one I saw this year was jar is jarvis Cocker's new new setup okay oh that yes, was very yeah, cool yeah, yeah. Um, cause, again pre recorded but then streamed out live, but it was all filmed in a cave cool, yeah, very jarvis Cocker that's pretty cool,
1: yeah. I've uh you know I've not watched any like live streams of music again it's just something that hasn't really appealed to me like I, mean, I don't know
0: it it's it's hard to do anything like that without feeling the absence of live I think especially a
1: lot of the music you know, I like the sort of high energy sort of you know like punk and grindcore and metal and stuff it's sort of it only like live it only really works in front of an audience properly because it's just about that energy isn't it and you know people yeah. like mosh
0: and stuff and like and that's it that's the one thing you can't have at the moment is yeah it? you know is just sort of being in a stinking sweaty mosh pit fire <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have you um have you discovered any new music over 2020 i was really bad and i mainly listened to stuff but I already knew. Um, you know. Well, the
1: two albums that came out in 2020 that I was really excited about and really listened to lots were from older bands that I've liked yeah. for years. So the new Napalm Death album is like properly good. I know not your sort of thing, Tom, but like properly, properly good. Yeah. Sort of mixes their sort of more like grindcore stuff, but with a bit of like post-punk, a bit of like killing jokes sort of stuff. Like, yeah, it's oh cool, really, really good. And the new Deftones album, do you like Deftones, Tom? So, again,
0: just something that's just not on my radar. I don't yeah, know if yeah. I don't like it or not, yeah. You know what, Rob? I think you'd probably
1: quite like them. I think you'd probably quite like Deftones. Tom, I'm going to write that down. Deftones. Deftones. Also, I'll make you i I'll make you a mix, Tom. Oh, I'd, you love a mix.
0: I'd love that. <laughs> could you actually put it on cassette for me as well? I've got. I wish. obsessed with cassettes this year. <laughs> I know you are. Yeah, I
1: wish if I had, if I, if I could dub you some cassettes. If I had like a two tape deck, I would. Oh, no, yeah, I'd good. really enjoy doing that because I actually love making mixtapes. tapes. Like yeah. that was my like
0: thing. I, th- I think I a lot of people seem to say they've kind of got big into nostalgia this year and and man yeah i I mean like (laughs) so in terms of things i own now that i didn't in 2019 i've now got a cassette deck on our stereo
1: i've got a personal walkman
0: and i've now got a mini disc player again so i'm really like collecting all these dead formats at the moment
1: mini discs though mini discs are cool i
0: quite like a mini disc oh man i fucking love them i think like uh did you ever have one when you were a teenager?
1: No, I never had a mini disc
0: player. They they were kind of they didn't really last because people didn't buy pre-recorded music for them, did they? Like it would be that you'd make your own mini discs from yeah, CDs yeah, yeah. you already had, but uh, yeah, I used to love that my little mini disc on my way to college listening yeah. to to Gomez and Badly Drawn Boy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have, I had a CD walkman for like way like way into the sort of iPod era. Like I had a a CD walkman for years and years and years. Yeah. Holding it in my pocket as I'm walking to work because it wouldn't uh, so it wouldn't skip.
0: <laughs> That's it, isn't it? Yeah, you, the that that um, anti-jog thing was always a lie, wasn't it? You'd never Yeah, get yeah. That. <laughs> um I used to be very much against the idea of an iPod. I would, you know, I was the typical sort yeah. of Yeah non-digital prick going why would you want that it's, it's awful no i've got a cd player it's fine and now yeah i was a i get a, furious yeah. if i can't access something on spotify
1: <laughs> well, you were the one but you, you told me once that like you were really annoyed that the office wasn't on a streaming site um it is on netflix now you, you will be happy to learn yeah. but but you had the dvds you just couldn't be bothered to change the dvds
0: <laughs> but rob that's every four episodes i've got a yeah, I've got to schlep my ass all the way over to the DVD player. I've got to take it out. I've got to put another one back in. I can't. I'm a busy man. I can't afford to expend the energy doing that.
1: <laughs> well, I watched all 19 discs of Only Fools and Horses uh, during this lockdown. Is
0: that how you got your daily exercise? Just <laughs> that is. Yeah, it was the of the discs It wasn't even that
1: bad. because my like, where I'm sitting now is where I'd normally sit and watch it. And my and to it's an arm's reach away is where my playstation is where i can change the dvd bliss. so it wasn't much exercise bliss
0: i i am fucking terrible for things like that over christmas uh it was like it was probably about two o'clock in the morning soph was asleep i just finished watching a marvel film i really wanted to watch spider-man homecoming i got it on blu-ray up there but it was $1.99 on amazon prime so i was like fuck it well
1: <laughs> i mean that is that that's actually deplorable
0: it is isn't it that is
1: that is despicable of me that is awful (laughs) awful behavior yeah Um, we're talking of films what films did you see that either came out last year or that you just happened to see last year that were uh, notable mentions well i
0: i've actually got a couple written down here that were new releases for Mm -hmm. 2020 that i thought were fantastic um So the first one on the list is, I think it's much more of a Rob Saunders pick than it is a Tom Barrett pick, but Host.
1: Host. Was that the Shudder, the Shudder original? Yes.
0: So it's like, it's all filmed over Zoom. Uh, It's it's set and filmed during the first lockdown. Um, Oh my God. It was exactly what I wanted to watch around Halloween because it properly shit me up, like really frightened me. Um, And it also feels like this fantastic little time capsule of last year you know uh, yeah i think it
1: was it like the first film that sort of came out that really was like about the sort of covid 19 and stuff i
0: think so yeah i think so i I watched some of some interviews with the writer director and he was saying how like they um i think they were kind of just ahead of the curve there and they kind of wanted to be the first horror film film during lockdown so i think they kind of got on it i reckon they just got on it as soon as as soon as the lockdown was announced you know
1: I suppose making a film like that would, be, you know, you haven't got to worry about, you know, a lot of the problems you had making a film, is it? No, really, that's it. I suppose it's a similar situation to just making a podcast, isn't it? You just film people on their zoom chat or whatever
0: exactly and uh, have you watched it you said you fell asleep or something. i well I,
1: I did i um i cancelled my shutter subscription right so i but i did have shudder and i i fell asleep watching it not because i wasn't enjoying it just because i am a wheezing old man
0: <laughs> i know the feeling i know the feeling um <laughs> oh, you should definitely go back
1: and re-watch it it's uh i will i th- yeah i definitely will um yeah yeah no i've heard it's really good um 'Cause I've seen that there's been another few there's been a few films that have been done like that, isn't there? There's one called Unfriended, have you seen that? Or it's like a horror movie where it's like a load of teenagers over Skype. So it's sort of like your standard sort of like teen slasher type idea where it's like a load of teenagers yeah. and there's like they're all bitching between each other and there's drama going on, but then there's like someone sort of picking them off one by one.
0: Right. That's
1: quite it's quite good. I think that might be on Netflix or something. And again, it's quite a good, cheesy sort of horror film. But this host one seems like it would it seems like it's that idea done like like, like a proper film but like, that sounds really bad especially coming from me
0: who likes those sorts of things but yeah no but I think you know it definitely um, it wears its budget on its sleeve do you know what I mean it feels like a low budget horror yeah. film but um, I think you know ordinarily a lot of people me probably included wouldn't have given it the time of day but because it had this sort of like oh it's topical and it's current and everybody's living like this at the moment it, that kind of made me mm. more interested in picking it up but yeah really really glad I did Host it's
1: probably my film of the year I reckon Oh, see my film well I thought what you were gonna say is my film of the year. Oh god. Which was a a Netflix horror film called His House. Oh,
0: now that is good. That is good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about this his house.
1: So His House is it's a horror movie about a oh, where are they from now? Um um African um refugees, like asylum seekers. I can't remember where what country they're actually from, but um maybe this is i don't know but anyway i don't want to get it wrong cuz i don't exactly. want to be insensitive it's yeah just uh, <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's so it's a, it's a couple and it's their like story of them like being housed in the uk after like um travelling from their war war-tor- torn war uh, torn country um and again it's quite harrowing and like it's like cuz the real life stuff but then there's also the house they get homed in. There's like weird stuff happening, and it's like a haunt. It's like a haunted house sort of film, but in a more contemporary mm. sort of setting. Um, yeah, it's yeah. brilliant. Like I absolutely blew my mind. I just thought it was amazing. Yeah, same. Have you yeah. seen it? Have you seen I, it? I yet? put it off for a long
0: time because um, I kind of I knew it was going to be harrowing. You know, so I, I, I got, <laughs> yeah. it was one of those things where I had to wait until I was in the right mood to watch it. But when I did, yeah. Yeah, great. Um, I think really kind of um, excellent retelling of like quite a standard haunted house story. You know, I think like putting it with those characters in the situation that they're in and showing how you know that the outside world is just as unfriendly towards them, and then uh, you know all these sort of classic horror movie tropes thrown in with that. Yeah, fantastic film. Yeah, Um,
1: yeah. There was one scene in it, like particularly, I loved where. um, don't know if you remember it, where the the lady she's trying to find her doctor, like doctor's yeah. office. She's like booked a doctor's appointment, and she's walking around like the sort of back alleys of this like estate that she's living on, and it's like it's very Stanley Kubrickish. It really reminded me of the end of The Shining, yes. Where they're in yes. the maze, so it was like that, but it was like you know, you know, like it's sort of typical, sort of like um, housing estate where it's like the little back alleys, and there's like. Garages and things, it's like it was like that, but it was like a maze. And she was, and it felt properly like claustrophobic. Mm. And you probably felt like properly, um, like imposing everything around her seemed like it was like enclosing her. And uh, it really like that scene was like one of the there was all the sort of horrory scenes in it, but that was one of the scenes that like disturbed me the most because it just felt so um, like unnerving just following her walking to the doctor's office, not being able to find it. And not being able to like talk to people, and then it's quite like a bit after that's quite interesting where she sees like three um, like black uh, teenagers, and she obviously th- she thinks oh I'll go and talk to them I'll ask them directions and like f- thinking that they're the, the like are like minds you know they're, both, um, and uh, they sort of just start to, like, ripping her and taking the piss out of her don't they tell her to go back to Africa and stuff and it's like oh like that idea like the fact that she sort of that was her one bit of solace and now she's yeah. totally just like.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean I think it's yeah. good. It ends on quite an optimistic note, doesn't it?
1: Sort of I can't, I can't quite remember. Sort of, yeah, it got like it goes for yeah. a lot. Like there's yeah, it's uh, definitely a heavy yeah. going film. Um a lot of like again, not just the horror elements of it, but the sort of more real life sort of dramatic elements of it is heavy yeah. as well. Um but but not in a but it's still very watchable. You know, it's not again, I don't want to put people off watching it because it is, it's still got enough of the sort of horror, like jump jumps and sort of fun stuff that horror films have, as well as having actually being about something.
0: I I, I like that. I like it when people take like, uh, you know, tropes that you've seen a hundred times before, but they put them into a more interesting setting and do it again, you know, because, you know, you will never people will never stop making haunted house movies you know there's always going to be films like that being made every year it's just a part of cinema but like to do something interesting with it like that i think is really cool i like it and you know we're both big supporters of genre films and i think films like that help uh open the gates a little bit more for it you know if it's about something else like what um jordan peele's Mm. doing as well you know with um get out and us it's like you know yeah they're schlocky horror films with all the same sort of signifiers you would expect to see with them but they're actually doing other stuff as well in a very kind of clever way yeah, yeah.
1: well there's a term that's sort of like i've seen banded about by like uh, film journalists now they call elevated horror like elevated horror so they just you, do you know this where they talk about films like get out or hereditary and midsummer or yeah. the witch in a way where it's like, oh yeah, it's a horror film, but it's a bit better than a horror film. And I hate it. It's like, stop being such a snob. Like, do you know, yeah. it's like, it's a horror film. It's like in the 90s when films like Silence of the Lambs came out and they wouldn't call them a horror film. They'd call them a like psychological yeah. thriller. But it's a horror
0: film. This is it, isn't it? Yeah. I think pe- people still have, you know, a bit of an issue with things like that. You know, and it's it's silly because, you know, name a slasher film. Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th is no less of a, a like a worthy piece of cinema than, I don't know, name a worthy piece of cinema. Like, Friday the 13th part two. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> That's it. They're both the same. But it's, you know, like, I, okay, like Terrence Malick and John Carpenter, they have very different styles, but they're both, it's, it's entertainment. It's cinema. It's, you know, it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get what you can from it.
1: I do think that, like, over, like, more recently, that those lines have blurred a bit. I think directors like John Carpenter are seen more as like, as of the great director that they are. Like yeah. I, you know, I think. Well, you think the thing's the perfect example when that film came out. It was just hated. Mm. It was a flop. Hated. But now it's like it's most sort of especially like horror fans. It's most horror fans like favourite films. You know what I mean? It's like it's obviously yeah. one of the best films ever
0: made. Do you think that's just time, or do you think time has a lot to do with that? That that is that film is when was that released? Eighty one or eighty two? Not in eighty two. Nineteen eighty two. You know, so that's like oh nearly forty years old now, isn't it? You know, do you mm. think part of it is just that it's been around for so long? Or I think
1: part of it is that it is just ahead of its time. Like yeah. I think part of it is just the sort of general like consciousness of the time, if that makes sense. So like the Zeitgeist, so it wasn't really Like, do you think it came out of maybe the same weekend as E.T.? Wow, really? And, like, yeah, so E.T. obviously just made shitloads of money, and that was obviously what people wanted, was something a bit more, like, positive and, like, you know, that sort of vibe rather than The Thing, which is a fairly grim, depressing movie, really, isn't it? Like, (laughs) um, Yeah. And I also think that video, I think, you know, it just gets a second life, and people that were... Um, too young to see it when it first came out in cinemas discovered it on video and I think having a film that you can just watch over and over again it just becomes part of your just part of your life almost you know and I think especially when videos first come out that people didn't have many you know I didn't have many when we were but young so there was just certain films we would just watch over and over again yeah yeah. and you know the thing was definitely one of them and like evil dead or whatever and um Beetlejuice was strategy one that I used to, I used to get up every morning before school to watch Beetlejuice. I used to get up early to watch Beetlejuice before I went to school would you every watch, morning for would like, you watch the whole film uh, before you went to school uh I'd watch as much of it as I could until I would have to go to school basically. how long uh, did yeah. you do that for um I don't know quite a long time.
0: Did you have you retained any of that? Could you quote along to Beetlejuice now quite
1: easily? You probably think? not. No, probably not now. I still, when I watch Beetlejuice, I still, because our well, copy of it was recorded off telly, mm. and when I watch Beetlejuice, like now, I still remember when the adverts would come in.
0: Oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go, a bit of institutional knowledge that is, uh, <laughs> has no, <laughs> like, appropriate application in the real world.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. I do. you talk to me, I used to be a cinema projectionist. That's, well,
0: uh... well, I was thinking about that the other day. Oh, I used to develop 35mm films, so there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Completely yeah.
1: redundant jobs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, kids these days, they don't know they're bored. Don't even know they were yeah. bored.
1: Says the man that wouldn't who, to, who paid money to, to rent a film that he already owned on Blu-ray. <laughs> I earned
0: those dues, though, from my... from. <laughs> <laughs> you know, growing up having to rewind from the VHS video. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I've earned the right for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is bad. It is bad. I'm not even getting exercise from walking across the room anymore. Just up the remote.
1: <laughs> what? Any any other films that you saw last year? That uh... um. So
0: I really liked. The, the Disney film that dropped on Christmas Day 2020, Soul. I really like that.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was going to talk about, I don't know if it came out last year, it might come out the year before, but Onward, because we watched that on Christmas Day as well as Ooh, Soul. Yeah. I, I watched that around
0: Christmas time. I did really, really enjoy it. What type what, what year was that released? Onward was great fun. Yeah, 2020. Onward was out in 2020. Yeah. yeah cool. Yeah. um I, I, with just to go back to Soul for a second, I loved the fact that they released that on Christmas Day as well, because it genuinely felt a bit like Oh this is the the Christmas film that the BBC have this year you know it was yeah, nice to have yeah. something like that but they they were both yeah, do really miss
1: cool. especially on Christmas like the sort of Christmas film mm. like you know like, yeah I do miss that and it, yeah it definitely felt like that oh, we we watched that on Christmas day yeah. So, yeah
0: but yeah both both very good films i think like disney seem to be with their animation stuff at least they seem to be kind of Getting back to a place where they're quite good at what they do. You know, they, they, I think they've learned. Well, that. those two are Pixar,
1: though, aren't they? So Are they though? Are they? Pixar. 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 Yeah, yeah. Soul and ah. Onward is Pixar. Yeah. You're so, right. You know, You're right. I know they've done, there's a few films that are like, that Pixar have done that I've, well, I've not seen but just don't appeal. Like the Cars ones have never appealed. No. I've not seen that one about dinosaurs. I've not seen that. No, I've not seen um, that
0: I think, I think we've had this uh, conversation before, but I think uh, Cars yeah. just throws up too too many questions for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: and I've not seen Toy Story 4 either.
0: No, I think I the last one I watched was 3, and it made me cry so much that <laughs> I'm not willing to put myself through that again. <laughs> I remember that came out 2009,
1: 2008, Toy Story 3. Yeah, uh, yeah, quite a while ago now, yeah.
0: I cried when I saw. Yeah, it was it. when I still worked at a cinema. I yeah. Cried when I saw it, and then I was listening to a podcast review of it with Mark Mode in Morrison's, and I cried listening to that as well. I
1: just... <laughs> <laughs> and to me, like Toy Story Three was such a good like ending to that trilogy. I just don't think four needs to exist. Mm. So I've not seen it. And I'm sure it's good. You know, it's Pixar. It's Toy Story. It's that's you know a fairly. Uh, it's probably a safe spot, bet, isn't it? Isn't it? But... Yeah, but. Yeah, I
0: think the, the the smartest thing Disney ever did was getting in bed with Pixar, you know. It, it totally just sort of turned them around a
1: little bit. But... Oh, saved them, really, yeah, didn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, but um, and all the other Pixar film we watched over Christmas, which was my probably the least favourite of the three that we watched out of Soul, Onward, and uh, Coco. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. No, what was it like? It's really good, really good film, but it's my least favourite of those three. Mm. But it's the one that made me bawl my eyes out the most. Oh, really? <laughs> Just yeah, the yeah, end, yeah. I, was in, I was in bits. But I was sort of half laughing and half crying, because I was like, I really started crying, and then I was really laughing at myself, going, why the fuck am I crying so much at this? <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, it was weird. <laughs> I I find that really cathartic. I like it when I yeah, cry. Yeah, yeah. Do you know one film that made me
0: do that? I was I was fucking in bits after Stan and Ollie. Have you seen that?
1: Oh I've not seen that. I've noticed that's on the BBC I at the moment though. Oh you
0: should definitely watch it. Yeah, at the end of that film I was I was a fucking mess. And then like I was trying to explain to soph why it had made me cry so much and I just
1: couldn't I couldn't get the words <laughs> out because it just kept
0: making me cry again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of a, a hilarious uh Laurel and Hardy type pun sort of thing I could do then, but I couldn't. No, it failed me.
0: Hard-boiled eggs and nuts. That's the idea. Was line. that? Uh... <laughs> no, I can't. I genuinely can't. I can't think of any other phrase. It's <laughs> another fine mess you've got us into.
1: Yeah, that's what I was trying to work with that, but I couldn't. I couldn't. I've lost. I've lost all my skills, Tom.
0: <laughs> I know. We need to get the get back out on the circuit, get match fit again. <laughs> so we've got um, host soul onward, Coco. Any other?
1: So- Another film that I was going to talk about, which was the last film I saw in a cinema, Ooh. and it's going because it's me. It's another horror film. Was the Invisible Man? Oh, is that good? Yeah, very okay. good. Um, okay. The Lee Winnell one, yeah, um, yeah, really, really good. Um, really interesting take on it because it's like it's all about it's like a um, a, well, a woman who's escapes her and, like abusive husband, basically. Mm who's like a big sort of like an Elon Musk type is sort of, you know, like a oh, really? tech magnate. Yeah. Like a, you know, like a, a very rich, like tech, tech guy. Mm. And, um, she, it's about, and he's developing like technology to like make people like invisible, sort of like advanced camouflage technology. Mm. And, um, it's about like her moving in with her. I think it's a sister or someone. I can't remember now. Mm. Um, um, and then him, is, is he or isn't he basically there, like, stalking her, but invisible, doing things and, right. like, messing with her. And, uh, yeah, it's, like, an interesting because it's about, you know, it's about uh, abusive relationships and sort of gaslighting and things. And it's, uh, yeah, brilliant. Like, very, very good. Really, brilliant. really good film, actually. I'm, I'm, but, I'm building up quite yeah. a nice little list here. <laughs> Yeah, it's good because then because the, the, I Lee Winnell, the, the director of that he started off writing like the Saw movies. Like I've never really been oh, into right. Saw. Yeah, he started off writing them, and um, but he directed a film which I went back to watch after watching Invisible Man called Upgrade. Have you seen this? I've heard of it. Isn't that um,
0: uh, I've got in my head the guy that made the Island of Dr. Monroe and. Uh, English. Richard. No, you're
1: you're Richard Stanley. That's you're it. thinking of now. that yeah. that is he did the color of spikes, the Lovecraft right. Lovecraft yeah. um, adaptation. He, that was the first film he directed since like a long time since Upgrade. I think I'm getting confused but, with um, hardware. He not made Upgrade. A you're you're hard. getting hardware. hardware. Yeah, 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 that's where. I can see we no Upgrade is um is this guy's Lee Winnell who who directed it? Who directed Invisible Man? It was his like direct sort of directorial debut. Okay, and it's like a cyberpunk sort of film. Basically, it's um in a sort of dystopian sort of cyberpunk uh future and um it's uh hmm, what is the plot (laughs) it's like a guy who uh, he's like in a a car wreck and or something and uh yeah i can't even i can't even really remember what it's about (laughs) but it's very good. good no it's like but like they like there's again it's a similar thing where it's like a sort of elon musk type character that's sort of like he upgrades this guy yeah using like fancy cybernetic sort of cyberpunk sort of technology. Mm -hmm. And um, it's like he has like an operating system in his head. So it's sort of like he's got um, like an Alexa or whatever. I'm sorry for setting off your Alexa time. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just check. Like in his head, basically. Yeah, I haven't said (laughs) he was. It's like that's part of him. And it can also like like takes control of him, and yeah, it's yeah, it's really a really good film as well. Like and ridiculously violent, <laughs> like, ridiculous. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it to be like as brutal, so- but yeah.
0: There's ultra violence seems to be making a bit of a resurgence, doesn't it? I've been watching. I, I, re- <laughs> it does I, re- be. I rewatched all of the boys not too long ago, and fuck, man, right. that's full on, isn't it? In places.
1: I've seen the first series, but I've not seen the second series.
0: I, I finished. I went back to it because I never finished it. So I was like, "No, I'm going to do the whole thing from the beginning." So I, I've done. That was something else I did in 2020. And the boys series two might have been 2020. What do you think? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, oh, there you I go. I can, was. I can I can, uh, I can um, justify having that on my list then. So yeah, I, revisiting it. I don't think the second series is as good as the first. Um, That's what I've yeah. heard. I mean, it's still enjoyable and there's still a lot to be get- gotten out of it but um I'm I'm kind of hoping the third season sort of takes it up again you know
1: mm. have you ever read the comics it's based on I have on? a long long time
0: ago but I've have um I've read quite a few of the trade paperbacks for it but yeah
1: yeah I think i read like the first two or three of them when they were like excuse me like newer out um <laughs> Yeah, and I enjoyed it because I love Preacher, as we've spoken about on the podcast before, and it's the same uh, writer Ennis. Isn't it? Is that right? Ennis, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not to be confused
0: with uh, someone from Nick Cave's band. It's very, Warren Ellis? That's it? Yeah, Warren Ellis, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who's uh, just released a beard <laughs> balm that I might have to try out. Yeah. Does he, of course? Of course he has. <laughs> Cool. Okay. I can have the boys
1: then. I'll I wouldn't, guess. if it's made out of seeds, I wouldn't. They're not the best sort of seeds in there. They're, they're probably bad seeds, I reckon. That's right. He separates so. out the bad seeds. Uh, it's got a factory yeah. in Tupelo that he does that <laughs> in. And the
0: the, the colouring obviously means that he has quite a bad red right hand after he's finished sorting them. Yeah.
1: And there's. um. There's three of them up there, and they're not clean. They're the dirty three, aren't they? That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah there's yeah. one who
0: just grinds the seeds down. It's obviously called the Grinder <laughs> Man. The Grinder
1: Man, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, this is the most niche run of jokes to ever happen, maybe. I don't know.
0: Uh, you might say that, but I'm sure there's a few people out there. There's probably some Nick Cave um, exactly, yeah. and, and Warren like, Ellis fans on. out there. Like, Keep like, it yeah. coming, Lover Man. Keep it coming. That's what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> You've um, just reminded me, actually, that was another live gig I did during the first lockdown. I did. I saw Nick Cave played the Ali Pali on his own. Oh, right. And, what, yeah. like a live stream of it? Uh, it was pre-recorded and then streamed again, but it was very oh, good. Right, cool. It was like yeah, just yeah. him and a grand piano in the Alexandra Palace. Yeah. Oh, mate,
1: yeah, I bet that was good,
0: yeah. yeah. That's a sexy, sexy man right there, isn't it, Nick Cave? Yeah.
1: I think with the beard balm, it works on other... Um... Other parts of your body as well, doesn't it? So you can put it into your arms, I think, and it works. Oh!
0: Very good. Very good. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Now, I think I've exhausted the the extent of my
0: Nick K uh, knowledge now. There, there, I, I'm just trying to figure out how to fit in like Brompton oratory or Deanna into it now, but neither neither of those are fitting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Although I, I think it, it, I've heard it is quite nourishing, so you know it might um, it probably be useful for quite the guys in the f- fishing industry. You know they'll probably do some sort of boatman's call to like uh, <laughs> advertise that at some point. I'm sure. <laughs>
1: and I think it's quite good for eczema as well especially like on your hands mostly like if you've got quite a sore red right hand <laughs> that
0: is a great song red right hand might my, my, yeah. my favourite Nick Cave one what, else, what other songs can we do what other, what other puns
1: can we do <laughs> on Nick Cave uh, I mean I've, I think I've exhausted all my <laughs> Nick Cave knowledge <laughs> The only thing I can think of is murder ballads, but there's no way of fitting that in there, isn't it? No, no, afraid not. Wild Rose?
0: Something about wild <laughs> Rose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: It's good fertiliser, you can put it where the wild rose is growing.
0: And... There we go, we're back on board now. Cole, we can do another five minutes of this.
1: <laughs> we're back, we're back. <laughs> I was so
0: distracted by that, my watch went off. That must have been the Nick Cave pun alarm. The...
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh mate, um, Rob. I mean, on Saturday, if you want, we can uh, we can do a few more of these. If you want, like a little birthday party where we do a few more Nick Cave puns, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> that,
1: that is good. That is good. <laughs> what else have you got on your list, um, Tom? We're nearly through it,
0: mate. That's so. Oh, mate. oh, there's one on here. What about any TV? TV, yeah. There's another bit of TV I haven't yeah. mentioned yet. Taskmaster. Yeah,
1: I wanted to talk about Taskmaster. I remember we
0: did a live stream just before the... Oh, shit. That's going to come through. <laughs> we did a a live stream just before they announced the lineup for that one. And I predicted Daisy May Cooper. Or at least I said that's yeah. what I'd like to see on it. Yeah, yeah. And, and you were correct. Fucking brilliant. She was brilliant. I think maybe the
1: best moment on TV in 2020 was her and Richard Herring eating, like furiously eating melon out of each other's hands so many good moments between those two When she was
0: getting absolutely furious at him for not being able to recognize the hippo that she'd <laughs> <drawn>. yeah, <right. laughs>
1: oh, yeah that was insane but the thing is though i'm on richard herring's side on that because that was a fucking terrible picture of a hippo yeah
0: although i think he probably owed a one from when he was trying to do the speaking backless tar- yeah that was starts. that was bad He, yeah that was really <laughs> bad um do you, have you been listening to the Taskmaster podcast? The sort of I have, little brother, yeah. Little brother. yeah, yeah. The, the, he, Richard Herring's episode of that is great. It's fantastic. Doesn't he tell the story that where um, just before the final, he said to Daisy May Cooper, I just want you to know I've had a great time and I am going to try and win, but even if I lose, I'll still have had a fantastic time. She's just like, I won't. I want to win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fantastic series. Like like th- th- that i'm i can't i'm starting to realize that my favorite task last master lineup is always the one that i'm currently watching yeah but that lineup's hard to beat right
1: yes, i don't know like yeah it, it was pretty good it yeah. just took me a little while to get used to the social distancing thing i think and then like once i settled yeah. into that it was like okay yeah yeah well i think it was i think the high for me they
0: did it quite well it was like i agree with you it was quite sort of off-putting at first but actually a show like castmaster where they're all filming things individually that's not really gonna get affected too much the studio stuff now when i look back at the standard ones they all look like they're sitting too close together yeah you know i kind of got used to that quite quickly and they were all so fucking giddy and excited yeah that's that's the the
1: best thing about it because i think i I think on that podcast as well richard herring said that that's the first time he'd been out since the beginning of the lockdown. So, and the same with all the contestants. So, they were just in this, like, sort of almost hysteria of just, like, being out and making each other laugh. And, like, you can definitely tell it, and it's properly infectious as well in that. There's certain yeah. moments where everyone on that stage is crying with laughter, and just watching people laugh is just brilliant, I think. Yeah. Oh,
0: God, yeah, yeah. When you when you, when you like them and you're in on the joke, it's Yeah, brilliant. yeah. If you don't
1: like them and you're not, it's the worst thing in the world. <laughs> That's true, yeah. <laughs> And what do you think the, the new series starts really soon? It's like the 15th? Is it fifth? No. When is it? Soon. It's soon. It's in the next 11th of so. March? It's I'll, like, I had yes. the 11th in my head. Yeah.
0: Um, I, uh, I'm i not too familiar with most of the the people on this line. Who is it? So, so Mike Wozniak. Mike Wozniak. Jamali Maddox. Jamali it, Maddox. I really like yeah. Jamali Maddox.
1: Um, yeah. uh, Charlotte Ritchie.
0: Yeah, see, people like her and I can't remember the other contestants' name, but... I'm less familiar with them. I'm sure I'll like them when I watch it, but I'm not. So Charlotte
1: Ritchie's like an, an an actor. She's in like Fresh Meat and uh, that Dead Pixels, which I watched yesterday. Um, oh, cool. She's in loads of stuff. Um, so it's Charlotte Ritchie, Mike Wozniak, who I really like, um, Jamali Maddox, who, again, I really like. Sarah Kendall, I don't know her stuff, if I'm honest. No, I think I, she's, I she's an Australian movie. comic, right?
0: I think so, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and Lee Mack. I think Lee Mack will be good
0: on it. I forgot about Lee Mack. Yeah, yeah, Lee Mack will be good. At it. I'm sure it'll be good. It's just, you know, last seat, the last lineup. it was like Vegas, Herring, Cooper. <laughs> so I was immediately, <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, I was geared yeah, up for that yeah. one. Um, but did you watch the New Year's Treat one they did? Which I dude?
1: did. I really liked that. I loved it. Yeah. I thought, I'm sad that Ryland clark Neal. Well, can't be on a normal one surely he can right Surely, because he was like he was amazing I think he was funnier than like most of the comedians they have on there like do you know what I mean he, he was good. brilliant
0: yeah when, when I first saw that they were doing that and Ryland was on it I was like typical sort of like uh, you know alternative to the mainstream I was like oh god what are they bringing people like Ryland on it for um, oh you can't Ryland
1: he can't be bad mouth Ryland I don't, I don't. He's one of the good guys. <laughs> I, I, he's
0: not for me. I'm sure he's fine. But, it's not. but um, I, w- I was kind of worried because that's exactly what I was worried about with it going to Channel 4. I was like, oh, is it just going to lose everything that makes it fun? Um, but actually watching that, I was like, you know what? I could have watched the whole series with those contestants. Yeah, um, same, definitely. Nicola Coughlin and uh, the judge from Strictly, I think, like, they could have done a full series. Easy. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Who was it on there then? So it was um, uh, Ryland Clark Neil, Christian Murphy. Christian, Gu- no, no. Oh, fuck. It? Was it? Was it, it, was. it Christian Murphy? No, it, it was, was, wasn't it? it?
0: It was. Don't tell me I've got like I've been like horrendously.
1: <laughs> was it? Yeah, I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like I, <laughs> Honestly, for
0: a second there, I was like, oh, God, I've I've been an awful human being. But no, it was Christian Guru Murphy. Uh, yeah, yeah, Ryland Clark thing. Neil. Um, Ryland Clark Neil. The judge was Strictly, I can't remember her name. I can't remember her name, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Nicola Coughlin. Who's from Derry Girls, right? Was Which, she- again, I find it weird that she wasn't on a normal series because she's the sort of, like... You know, people that are in comedies it's not just stand-ups is it like charlotte ritchie for example she's in like sitcoms and com- tv comedy rather than like stand-up comedy and she's i think she's exactly the sort of person that would do t- normal taskmaster i think that's uh, that with, was a bit sad with, i think she was she was really good on it
0: with her i got the sense that perhaps it was a scheduling thing maybe Neil, well john hannah was the other one as well so that's he, it yeah like Kind of thinking about it behind the scenes, I kind of thought, well, maybe these were people that they approached to do a full series, uh, and said like, oh, I'd love to, but uh, I just can't. But, yeah, give up that time. Yeah, because I know. suppose she's in that uh, Bridgerton
1: Netflix show, isn't she? Which I imagine yeah. probably is, that's quite a popular. I've never seen it, but like, a, it's quite a like uh, a big thing, isn't it? Yeah, and I, John I, I, Hannah's I in it. like films and that, and he proper film man. He's a proper proper film, film proper filmsman, yeah. a filmsmith. <laughs>
0: I love Taskmaster though. I, think, I, know, we, oh, I love Taskmaster
1: me and uh, yeah. so during lockdown I'm not with uh, I'm not living with Kat um, but mm-hmm. we uh, every Thursday we watch Taskmaster together we go to go back and watch it like we go through series that we've seen several times we just watch Taskmaster every week oh man and series we're series starting do it. we actually watched an episode before we started recording today <laughs> <So Did you? laughs> we started We started to do it more often because we like well we've got to finish this series before the new series starts it snuck up on us so we thought it would be like later in the year not in like a couple of weeks <laughs> so, we don't want to be double-watching ta- two series of Taskmaster ones. No, you ones. can't do that.
0: Because well, it's been two a year, hasn't it, pretty consistently for the last yeah, five years. So, yeah, so, well, they're
1: doing uh, Champion of Champions as well this year, aren't they? So, I assumed it was going to be, like, the this series in, like, the summer, and then around Christmas, the Champion of Champions. Oh but I'm guessing they'll maybe be two series and a Champion of Champions this year. I don't know. Quite possibly. I mean, if you think about it from Channel Four's
0: perspective, this is something that is fairly logistically practical to film at the moment. So you know, I could see, true, I can yeah. see them churning out two and the Champion of Champions this year.
1: That'd be good. Who would I know? I know we've definitely had this conversation in our like private lives yeah. <laughs> but who, who would be your like dream te- contestants on taskmaster and it's a really hard because
0: I, I really struggle with this because anybody i can think of has already been on it you know? yeah so many people have done it haven't
1: they um well there's definitely a few that I think, I think david mitchell would be good on it
0: yes he would be good on it yeah 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 well we were chatting about this with some friends last week weren't we? when they were saying there's you've got to mm. have like the elder statesman the young up-and-comer, like, the wild card and, like, di- different categories. But, yeah, David Mitchell would be a good elder statementsman, I think, for that.
1: Yeah. I don't know, though, because, again, I would always say Richard Herring, but he's done it yeah. now. Johnny Vegas, yeah. he's done it now. Johnny Vegas was um, out-fucking-standing on that show. Yeah, well, Johnny Vegas kind of is outstanding. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I- I've actually I've been listening to his um, audio book, his uh, autobiography, and that's very oh, good. I keep meaning to pick um, that up. yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I think he's, like, made for Taskmaster, right? That's sort of the idea of, like, just what he does is sort of made for Taskmaster, I think. In the same way that maybe, like, Bob Mortimer was made for Taskmaster.
0: The the Bob Mortimer series, I was amazed that Sally Phillips ended up being weirder than Bob Mortimer on that.
1: (laughs) Sally Phillips is amazing. She is. She's amazing. Oh, my
0: God. She is She's a theor- She's just not of this earth, Sally Phillips. She's just, <laughs> She She's an angel that walks among us. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got anyone
1: in mind? Any like star picks for Taskmaster? Um, oh, I think about it all the time, and then I always think, oh, I should write that down because we talk about this like so often. Like, but then I always forget. Um, yeah, so I think David Mitchell would be good. I think. Um, I'm trying to think of like more up and comery types. That's the hard um, part
0: for me because um, I'm yeah. not just not as plugged into that. You know yeah. Spencer Jones I think could probably fit into that category Oh yeah. I think Spencer Jones would be a good pick.
1: Spencer Jones, I think, would do interesting stuff. Yeah. Like,
0: like I think, you know. I'd like to see someone like Harriet Kemsley. I think Harriet Kemsley would do it quite well. She'd be good.
1: Oh, you saying Harriet has made me think Harry Hill.
0: Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, imagine. I can imagine that and it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't think he'd do it, though. Vic Reeves. Vic Reeves. Vic know, Reeves yeah? would be awesome.
0: I don't think Harry Hill would do it because I don't. No, I don't. Think I don't would think either. it's possible to keep up a character through Taskmaster. You know, like if you look at Tim Vine, like he was very clearly like trying to beat the character of Tim Vine in that, but very quickly was just being himself. And I think Harry Hill would struggle. Yeah,
1: isn't there a bit in that series where they make Tim Vine yes. swear? Like he swears yes. and like. You can tell in his head, he's like, oh no, <laughs> I've broken it. I've broken the one well, the one Tim Vine rule. Good, yeah, and all it took was Taskmaster. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I was thinking about this because you've had like, because again, Johnny Vegas is a character technically, but he's not doing it really in character. But it would be quite interesting to have someone doing it in character. But would, like you said, would it work? I'm not sure. I think
0: perhaps the only person who could pull it off would maybe be Ricky Gervais' Derek. <laughs>
1: <Jesus>. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll skip yeah, over yeah. that comment. Um, <laughs> I was trying to think of like character acts that um, that could work on there. Well, I suppose Harry Hill, again, it's like a character, isn't it? Like you said high it's very high energy, as well isn't it, yeah. Harry Hill does. Um,
0: I can't think of many character acts. Full stop to be perfectly honest. Oh, I was
1: definitely for some reason I was thinking uh, John Shuttlesworth, <laughs> but I don't know why. I can't imagine John Shuttlesworth doing I can't Dark imagine Foster, him doing but... it particularly cause... well.
0: Like, he'd be great at the, I'd be fantastic <laughs> at the, if there was any musical rounds, but that would be about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. With his little, um, <laughs> uh, what they call them, uh, Bontempi keyboard. Yeah. Do you want to wrap up 2020? Put it um... to bed? Yeah, well it's March, so it's been the twenty twenty's been uh in bed for quite a while now. <laughs> <laughs> Long dead. I don't know about you yeah. though, but
0: I in my head I feel like it never really happened. Like I think of twenty nineteen as being last year and I still think of this year as being twenty twenty. It's kind of I, I haven't I because really...
1: 'cause we're just in this very similar situation to what we were in the middle of last year, so Yeah. It just yeah, yeah it yeah. Well, you know. Hopefully, we'll be be able to do... We'll actually be able to meet up and do a proper podcast, Tom. Imagine that. Imagine
0: that. Mm. Can't wait, dude. I really go to want. the
1: chip shop. Go to the chip shop. Eat loads of chips and then do a podcast. That's how... Traditionally, how a Memory 2 Brains podcast should be recorded, is full-on chips.
0: I yeah. hope that uh, when you move, there's going to be a chip shop quite nearby.
1: Um, Oh, God. I, oh, I just hit my desk then. <laughs> <laughs> I... Uh, I haven't actually uh, checked, which is outrageous. There's, there, 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 probably is a chip shop nearby. If There's, not, I'm pulling out. I'm pulling out the houseboy.
0: I think you should. There's going to be one at the end of my road when I move. So, oh mate. Yeah,
1: you'll have to come and get your chips. How dangerous! You <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, clo- you'll be like South End way, so you're closer to the sea, so the chips will be better. That's generally how it works. That's the rule, isn't it? Yeah, it's something. Yeah. I think it's something about the sea salt being in the, air, yeah. in the air that just sort of <laughs> gets in the chips somehow it? <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty funny that our whole like oh like something i did want to talk about was how we've been playing pathfinder and stuff i know we oh, spoke about yeah no like, let's, let's carry on for a bit yeah let's, yeah, let's carry on <laughs> yeah. but um it is quite funny how like everyone in our pathfinder group is buying a house
0: yeah i know it's strange isn't it <laughs> And and it's not as if we're all like there's a bit of a spectrum of ages there and situations and things like that. It's just really like a real random coincidence that, yeah, out of the five of yeah. us, we're all moving and buying houses at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> and what I find even more amazing is that despite that, we've still managed to get together and have a weekly game for most of lockdown. I think there's not been many yeah. weeks we've missed. Really. I think there was a
1: bit of a gap when I when you know, that, that sort of in-between lockdowns when I was like you were back working work. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't think but, it was longer yeah, we, than, like, two or three weeks. Not really. No. And also, I've, like... Um, uh, I was saying, I don't know if I was saying to you the other day, that during, like, the two lockdowns, or the three lockdowns, I've done, like, more role-playing... Like, role-playing more role-playing games than I have, like, for years. Yeah. Just because, like, it's, it's much easier to play and, like, a, a role-playing game online than it is like a board game or a miniatures game or something isn't it really oh definitely
0: definitely i think um well i'd be i think i've been saying that a year for years for years like oh i really want to get like yeah. a regular game on the go so for me yeah. like that's been fantastic like i now yeah. I now get to do that again you know but yeah no i think that's that's actually on my list of best things of 2020 to talk about is like having that regular role play game has been fucking brilliant you know really great stuff yeah, no, it has been really good. I've really enjoyed it, and I know one of the, like, the
1: the last episodes we recorded before like before the lockdown last year was we were talking about path the differences between Pathfinder and D anD D and like the different sort of like role playing experiences. And there's me like being like, oh no, I don't think Pathfinder's for me. I'm not really into Pathfinder, and like <laughs> now <laughs> I'm like fully into a campaign. And, I uh, remember that. Yeah,
0: because in my head we yeah. didn't really we hadn't really thought of doing it until we locked down but yeah you're right I remember the last time I was in your kitchen I had the core rule book with me and we were discussing that as part of the podcast shit I totally forgot that
1: (laughs) (laughs) but now I've even got a copy of Starfinder you know which is like I've always been like I know Pathfinder too Crunchy not my sort of game but But I I think I was wrong to be honest because I yeah before I'd started playing I'd heard similar
0: things from, from different people that it was too rule heavy and that didn't leave enough room for like fun or improvisation but i think it's like any of these other things it's about how you play it isn't it and none of us really approach it with the attitude of oh everything's got to be to the exact letter of the rules and you know you've got to work everything out properly it's like it's the rule of cool and you you use it to have more fun rather than slow the game down and get in the way yeah
1: yeah I think it's just a different a different way of playing those sort of games, isn't it? You know, because mm. again, during um, the lockdown, we I've run a game a couple of sessions of a game called Those Dark Places for the the people that we play Pathfinder with, mm. and um, it couldn't have been this like probably the exact opposite of Pathfinder like rules wise. It's you know very stripped down, very narrative based, not many rules at mm. all but the experience we had playing both those sessions it was equally as fun and just you know but just in a div- maybe not in much of a different way we just approached the role playing of it and you know the yeah and, uh, yeah instead of it being rules heavy either way
0: I see I, th- I think they both um, I, I get like you said I get as much enjoyment out of both of those they're just they're different they're different sort of experiences you know like when i think about those dark places i think about it in a very cinematic way and i've got very vivid images in my head from the things that you were describing and the, the things that we were doing in that game. Pathfinder is far more detailed in terms of what all of your characters are doing and how they're levelling up, what their abilities are, and you know different sort of strategies because you can do different things. But yeah, they're both, both an awful lot of fun, definitely.
1: Mm. I, what I surprised me most about when we started the um, Pathfinder campaign was making a character... Because when like you sent me the character sheet, I looked at it and I was like, "Fucking hell, this <laughs> looks so complicated." Yeah. Um, I was like, "This is mad." This is, I'm used to, you know, games where you, like you roll some dice and then write them on a page, and that's your character. Like, yeah. This was like so much detail. But again, when I started doing it, I think it's what you said to me while while we were making characters was that it's like the rules of building your characters actually like it's it, it sends you on the right path to putting like a a narrative towards your character a backstory yeah. um, which again I understand that if you if it's going to be more abstract and you're just going to like you know it's just some stats and then you just make like you just say well my character's a dwarf fighter uh, does this and he comes from this and does that and looks like this whereas like the pathfinder rules creation as you're doing it the ideas start coming to you as you're doing it so like it like, gives you these choices so you come up with your main stats or whatever and you think well yeah it's going to be strong and tough or whatever and then you've got the different like classes and your different like sub sort of things in the classes. So you sort of suddenly, and that's how I came up with like my character was like, oh, okay, so there's this thing called like a Death warden or whatever. Okay, so I, that's pretty cool to do. And I just came up with these ideas as I was building the mm. character. And then by the end, again, when I finished the character, it sort of felt just like a very well rounded, yeah, thing already there, ready to play. I,
0: I think you're right. There's a, yeah, like a key difference it seems to be because we've built we've built characters for Delta Green now as well, haven't we? And when I was building Mm -hmm. the character for that, I really struggled at first because I was like, well, I don't know what I want to do with this. But then I had to get into the mindset of, well, have the idea first and then find the rules that fit it because I was so used to systems like you've just said where you go, oh, okay, well, I get this ability. Let's have a think about where my character might pick that up and you you build it as you go, you know. But um, yeah, Delta Green, I'm looking forward to just finding out more about.
1: Yeah, well, that's another interesting thing about this like group that we've been playing Pathfinder in as well is that um, the um, Carl and Ash who we've been playing with um, they all started playing with um, they were like very adamant that we play Pathfinder, weren't they? They were yes. just like, "This is what know, we want now, please." Because yes. they've been listening, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like and because they've been listening to a podcast where people play Pathfinder and uh, yeah, so it was. But and then that's they'd never played role playing games before, and that was like their introduction to it. But now they've sort of, you can see them sort of discovering other games and like thinking, oh, that's a cool idea. I'd like to do this. So, um, Carl, one of our regular like group, is running going to run Delta Green, which again seems like a very different. Well, everything about it's different to Path, and you know, it's to a totally different setting and idea and rule set and everything about is it. like the opposite almost, you know, mm-hmm. of what Pathfinder is. So, I'm really looking forward to running. Or playing in a group in, in a game run by someone that's only ever played in Pathfinder, then running a Cthulhu horror, a very narrative-driven yeah. game. I think I think yeah, it, I'm really looking forward to it. I think, I think, it it think it's going to be
0: fun. It's like we we've suddenly, I think after doing Pathfinder for about eight months, we were all like, well, "What else could we do?" You know, like so we've all now <laughs> yeah, got yeah, ideas yeah. of other things we want to run. I'm looking forward to getting into Starfinder um very much looking forward to mm. Delta Green and then yeah I'm also looking forward to just like one shots here and there you know like those dark places and games like that just to sort of see dip dip our toes into other things you know
1: yeah well I really want to run the Warhammer Age of Sigmar RPG I've got that book I've got that book during the lockdown last year that's actually one thing that came out oh, in 2020 that I think seems to be very. I'm not having the chance to run it but that's <laughs> uh it seems very good and so I really like the book um and I'd love to run that but I was thinking oh I think I'd have to run that with people that know about Warhammer but then I've actually changed my mind a bit I think it might be better running it for people that know absolutely nothing about yeah. Warhammer I think yeah, that might be quite yeah, fun I'm sure it would. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean I know people that play that
0: that have never played the miniatures game like all they know all they know of Warhammer oh, really? is the, one of the RPGs I mean this.
1: Oh well, but that would be the forty yeah. k one, right? Like the dark Darkeracy Darkeracy stuff. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: This is going back. You know, I think they I know they were playing that a few years yeah, ago. Yeah. So it definitely wouldn't be an Age of Sigma. But yeah, I'd, I'd be very interested to sort of dip into that and see what was
1: going on there. yeah. Ooh, well, maybe I'll, or maybe I'll um, propose that to the <laughs> Pathfinder group. Again, it's a bit more like the settings. A bit more like Pathfinder. But again, it's. um it's it's you know high fantasy but it's different it's it's got that sort of weird yeah, sort of a lot more so. violent a lot more like lots more kids <laughs> yeah anyway i think that's a, a lovely little place to start yeah it is isn't it? Well, for, yeah well thank you thank you everyone for listening again uh um it's been a- yeah and we'll hopefully do some more of these and some more live streams on facebook so if- yeah find the memory two brains on there and uh, get involved with them when we start when we do some more of them more of all of it yeah yeah cool and we'll talk to you soon alright Rob good yeah well see you later bye bye